Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we discuss the warnings given to us by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapters 8-10. through 10. Paul warns us that bad attitudes lead to bad actions that can harm not only the person that develops these attitudes, but the whole church body. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he preaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, Take Heed Lest You Fall. Of all the adults who left Egypt, only two men entered the Promised Land. The rest were laid low. The words are literally meaning spread out. Paul was describing the wilderness as littered with corpses. I'm sure they buried them, but it was more than just natural death allowed to run its course. It was God's sentence upon those who rebelled despite His grace. They were with the right people. They were willing to receive the blessings, but they didn't really believe. God gave His blessings to the whole nation, but in the end, with most of them, He was not well pleased, and only a few actually received the promises. So the lesson from that part is that it's possible that although God grants blessings to a certain group of people as a group, going to lead them, that many of those who are involved with that group don't share the blessings, at least not in the fullest sense, at least not as it could be. And the rest of this section is going to show uh, how that works. Just as the rest of Israel caused a four, or the people of Israel, I should say, caused a 40-year delay and a whole lot of unnecessary trouble by doing certain things, here's the point. Why is this in your Bible not just in Exodus and Numbers? Why is it in 1 Corinthians? What's it doing up here in the New Testament? Well, it's here for us to understand people who profess Christ, people who hang out with the right people in this era, people who willingly make themselves part of a church, they can very effectively cripple a church by doing the same things that those people in Israel did back then. You can ride the coattails of God's blessings on somebody else or upon a group only so far, and then you're going to have to believe and act for yourself. You understand, in Egypt, Pharaoh was blessed because God blessed Joseph. You understand, another king was blessed later because God blessed Daniel. Neither that king nor Pharaoh were true believers in God. Both of them perished unless they repented in some manner that isn't recorded in the Bible. You can enjoy love. You can enjoy encouragement. You can enjoy warmth and compassion and care from the body of Christ just by hanging around Christians and still miss out on heaven. Equally serious is the fact that even a Christian 
even a true believer can bring harm on a church by doing the wrong things because bad attitudes are contagious, vigilant, daily soul-washing is the only way to keep from being infected. Okay, you got a big deal these days, wash your hands so you don't get the bug, right? Wash your soul so you don't get infected with bad attitudes because bad attitudes cause trouble. Now, let's get more specific. Bad actions cause trouble. In verses 6 through 10, there are four very specific examples from Israel in the wilderness, and they illustrate four activities that can harm a church just as much today when any of the people among the Christians participate in them. The theme that ties these things together in verses 6 through 10 is being displeased with what God provides, and being displeased by, uh, is manifested by disobeying Him and by complaining about Him and complaining about spiritual leaders. So look at it as we start into this section in verse 6. Now, these things happened as examples, what? For us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. These are examples for us. They, they actually happened in Israel's history. They were real events, and they had real consequences back then, but they're more than just history. God intends for us to learn from them so we don't need to make the same mistakes. Now, what's the main lesson here? So that we would not, what, crave evil things. All of these sins, uh, sins are lumped together under that one description. Now, what they all have in common, and you can fill in a blank there, what all these examples have in common is wanting more than what God provided. That was the common theme. You will always get in trouble when you desire personal comfort more than you want to honor and please God. And here come the four examples of specific things you can do that will displease God and cause trouble. Number one is bad worship or idolatry. Verse 7, do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, here comes a quote, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Now, what is an idolater? An idolater is someone who worships an idol. An idolater is, uh, is a word that refers to anyone that gives allegiance to or sacrifices to or gives honor to or makes offerings to or serves any other so-called God than Yahweh, the true God of the Bible. Now, the quote there, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play, that comes from Exodus chapter 32, verse 6. That's the summary of the activity at the height of that golden calf episode 
Um, it was a rather typical idol feast for that part of the world at that time, the kind which often deteriorated into debauchery. Moses is up on Mount Sinai. He is receiving God's word for the people, and they're down below murmuring and complaining. I want to take you to a little bit of this from that section. Exodus 32, verse 1. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, now, it wasn't because Moses was saying, I'm not ready to come down yet. I'm still doing business with God. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron. Who is Aaron in relation to Moses? His brother, okay, and his spokesman. They assembled around Aaron and said to him, come. Now, now get a load of this. These are the same people who just saw the ten plagues in Egypt culminated with the Passover and the death of all the firstborn. They had just walked through the Red Sea on dry land. Now they're getting manna every day. Same people. What do they say to Aaron when Moses is gone for a few days longer than they wanted? Come, make us a God who will go before us. You know, Aaron could have come through a whole lot better that day. He could have said, um... You see that cloud? You ever seen the fire last night? He didn't. Come, make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Boy, that faith didn't stick around real long, did it? Skip down to verse 5 in Exodus 32. Now, when Aaron saw this, He built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. Ooh, we're going to make a golden calf, and we're going to say we're sacrificing to Yahweh. Uh Uh-oh. Second commandment. Don't worship an idol. Don't worship an image. All right? Go down to verses 21 through 24. I'm... I'm going really fast through that passage. You'll enjoy reading it more on your own. Exodus 32, 21 to 24. Now, Moses has come down, and he's got some words to do with Aaron. Aaron's got some explaining to do to Moses, all right? Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought such great sin on them? Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know the people yourself, that they are prone to evil. They've only been out of Egypt for uh, 18 chapters. He already knows that. For they said to me, make a God for us who will go before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. I said to them, now, there have been some whoppers told at times when people are trying to get themselves off the hook. This is a whopper of a whopper. Look what he says. I said to them, whoever has any gold, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.